When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite Lorecast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Welcome back to all the Commander Shepards in the audience. This is the Mass Effect Lorecast, your source for all of the lore behind Mass Effect. I am your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here as usual with my wonderful, all knowledgeable, all charismatic, and all handsome co-host at Seven the, the Legend. I don't know if my ego can take this. I'm super complimentary today. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic now that you've said that. Um, I'm riding high uh, and happy to be on my weekend. Um, but, you know, it's been a different few weeks for the show. Uh, we, we had, you know, the half episode, half patron chat, and then we had the patron chat. And then the In Seven Day with Mark Mears interview, which I'm still riding high from as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and that might also back- have to do with all the marijuana that you're constantly smoking. <laughs> And currently smoking right now. I'm I'm watching you do it. It's hazy in here. Yeah, it's a constant hot box. Um, In fact, I haven't (laughs) breathed real oxygen since Obama was president. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know why we use cameras because you're just like you're just like a bunch of gray smoke. And I'm the only one on camera right now. And our live stream would know this. But if you're listening. This is another reason why you should tune in for our live streams. And seven in a smoky room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smell of doobie doobie doos. Anyway, you also get to see us sing live yes. if, if you're here. Um, so thank you all for <laughs> tuning in live. Uh, but yeah, we're back to our regularly scheduled programming, continuing the factions of Mass Effect tonight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're talking again about what groups influence the galaxy, uh, where deals are made and where power resides. I'm sorry. I got to address the comment in chat here that says he smells like cheap wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheap wine, but only the best, the best doobie doos, <laughs> the best of that, oh, yeah. that weed. All right. Um, well, let, let's leave that conversation behind because that joke is now thoroughly burned into the ground um, like a like a doobie dropped on the ground and scrunched into the floor with your sneakers. Uh, all right. That so, joke is cashed. <laughs> that joke is cashed. All right. So, OK, so w- what are we talking about today? So, well, since, you know, we were just talking about the Shadow Broker not too long ago, it seems fitting that we kind of morph this discussion into the Blue Suns, who uh, we're talking about tonight. So the Blue Suns are another group, of course, that influence the galaxy. And although I basically I'm here to tell our listeners that although the Blue Suns may seem like kind of a minor group, they really have had a tangible impact time and time again 
on the uh, on the trajectory of the storyline in the trilogy. So, starting of course with uh, the Blue Sun's involvement with the Shadow Broker's desire to obtain Shepard's body for the Collectors, um, and we mentioned that before. Uh, but before we talk about that. You know, we got to back up a little bit and talk about how this organized crime syndicate began, let alone became important enough to be offered contracts from the shadow broker himself. All right. So let's let's go back to the beginning, the beginning of the story, the beginning of the Blue Suns. Back at the beginning of the universe, there was the right on. And then, oh, no, that's not those kinds of Blue Suns. In the very beginning, in 2160, that's when the Blue Suns were founded. Uh, about 23 years before the events of Mass Effect 1, two mercenaries named Zaid Masani and Vito Santiago founded this private security group that they called the Blue Suns as a way to scheme people in the Scalian Verge out of money while offering quote-unquote protection from slavers and pirates. Now, it's my understanding that at first this was genuine protection, but it definitely became a racket after a while. Mm. Um, they called themselves a, a private security outfit and they were just deep, you know, they're deep in the gun running game, extortions, and as Zaid put it, knocking heads that needed knocking. And boots so, that needed knocking as well. Oh, you just know that Zaid knocked more than his fair share of boots across the galaxy. Yeah, we're going to have to ask our friends over at uh, Two Girls, One Ship about that one. <laughs> we demand a Zaid romance, said no one. Uh, <laughs> that, I don't know, I feel like that would become abusive. Um, but I don't think it can be called romance at that point. Right. Well, something with Zaid might take, I don't know, like a Fifty Shades of Grey type turn, Mm. but he's not rich. So then it would be creepy. Right. So, yeah, for some reason (laughs) you get away with it when you're rich. Yeah. Well, a certain famous person said when you're wealthy and powerful, they just let you do it. Oh, oh, no. We we ended up back there again. I that, that I person runs the myself. Orange Suns. That's one of their businesses. Anyway, um. <laughs> yeah, blue definitely not their color. Nope. Um, anyway, Zaid uh, takes care of the operations of the Blue Suns, the grunt work with the mercenaries, and Vito manages the back end business types of stuff uh, like accounting and finances, bookkeeping, that kind of thing. Um, uh-huh. But as they grow in sheer numbers and reputation, Zaid and Vito start disagreeing on a lot of issues. And that's often the case in mercenary or pirate bands, right? The final straw, however, is when Vito suggests the Blue Suns get involved in the Batarian slave trade. Zaid unequivocally opposes this. Uh, but Vito keeps pressing and citing cheap labor costs as a way to make larger profits. Zaid does not give in here. This is not, you know, something he's willing to compromise for. So like any other quote, civilized organized body, Zaid says, Vito pays six of his men to hold him down while Vito shoots him in the face. It took six guys, huh? Man, that's, oh, that's, that's pretty cold blooded. Um, so, I mean, this sounds like like mafia stuff right like i got th- i get this like headcanon here of like vito's like hey zaid 
we get some, uh, you know, some cheap labor here going after these. Uh, I'm sure my impression is, is terrible, but, uh, you know, go after the slave trade, you know, get some some cheap labor. And then Zaid's like, Vito, listen, I ain't going that far. And then Vito's like, but Zaid, man, we get some cheap labor. You know what I'm talking about, you know, and they just kind of like, yeah. and then eventually one of them's on the ground with a bullet in their head. Yeah, they're they're both from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they uh, yeah. So that's I mean that's I feel like more or less how it happens, right? Uh, because they had all already been growing apart, as is often the case with these criminal syndicates that are you know two headed. One one of the head wants to go one direction, the other head wants to go the other direction. They're both power hungry. They're both mercenary by definition, mm-hmm. uh, and so. You know, there's a coup. There, there's a coup, which right. happens, which do, is exactly what happens with Vito. Do you do you think this was like a moral dilemma on the side of Zaid, or was this more of a? Um, so, let me state it this way: sometimes these these divisions happen due to moral boundaries. Zaid is going. I'm not getting into the slave trade. That's as far as I'm going to push this. I don't mind taking people's money. I don't mind hard pressing them. I don't mind stealing from people. But slaves, no, that's right out. Sometimes it's all about who gets to call the shots, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, this was Vito's idea. It wasn't my idea. So we're not going there. It doesn't matter if it's a good idea. Vito came up with it. I didn't come up with it. So I'm not going to do it, you know? And that's, it's a power play thing. I think I've had managers like that. Before. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if it's a good idea. If I didn't come up with it, we're not doing it. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Um, I don't know if that's Zaid's motivation with the whole, you know, nixing unequivocally the Batarian slave trade thing. I think for Zaid, there might be a different couple or a couple different motivations. One of them being that it's messy. I don't think Zaid wants to get tangled up in law enforcement in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Like, and if they have to, he sure as hell doesn't want to be involved with the slave trade. I think for, for it's Zaid, risk. it's not about like right and wrong. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I can just hear Zaid's old grizzled voice saying like, too fucking messy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's not, it's just not what he's into. So uh, for me, I think that Zaid just, maybe inside he feels a moral dilemma about slavery but on the outside he's just gonna say you know no that's that's over the line we are definitely not going to be that kind of group Mm -hmm. because i think he does want to he wanted the blue suns to remain at least a little bit respectable right right which is funny no honor among thieves right but sure Sure. Yeah, but it becomes a theme time and time again in fiction. Right. Um, And, uh, you know, we've seen other instances of this kind of backstabbing, right? Everywhere from classic anime betrayals to basically every other episode of Game of Thrones. Right. Or every every episode of like Law and Order where they find out like, oh, the bad guy wasn't who we thought it was. It was this other guy that backstabbed this other person or like you know every movie ever where it's like there's a cross and a double cross and you're like oh right right you know surprised pikachu face dot jpeg um i'm (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh um (laughs) yeah i don't know why we're surprised anymore but for zaid for Vito, this you know 
divergence was, I think, predestined, uh, especially with the division of labor that they had. Like one side had total control of the mercenaries, of the guys on the boots on the ground. And then one, one guy had total you know, management of the finances. Mm-hmm. I feel like in almost every scenario, one of those sides is going to try to get leverage over the other. Well, it's like it's like the corporate dilemma, right? It's like it's like the uh, it's the uh, operations manager versus the sales manager. It's like it's just or like marketing sales. Yeah, right. It's like that's, that's what it is. Well, all right. Well, <laughs> well, we kind of have an early mid break here because I, th- I think you actually <laughs> had more on the back end of this episode and the front end of this episode. But we also have a really cool announcement about this this month's competition. So why don't we move into that? And then we're going to talk more about the Blue Suns. So we'll be right back. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign and this station is mine. I like the sound of that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Simone. Yes, Chad. What would you say is your favorite bad movie? Oh, where would I start? But probably at Zombie Strippers. Oh, yeah, which we've actually done on our podcast, Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. This is a podcast where we take some of the worst movies ever created, and even some of those movies that you might have thought were brilliant, but still got a bad critic score, and we say nice things about them, because you know what? Someone put the effort in, so we're gonna be there, fighting in their corner. Absolutely, Chad. Even if the movie was total garbage, there are some makeup artists that gave it their all, and we're here to recognize that. Exactly. And with really fun themes every week, such as National Treasure Week, Weddings Week, uh, movies with Jeremy Irons and dragons in them, how could you go wrong by joining us every Tuesday and Thursday for some optimism in your life? And like we say at the end of every episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye. This out of the way early in the episode today, we're going to thank our patrons. So thank you to all of our patrons and welcome on board to our new patrons, Larry, Michael B and we've got a we've got an upgrade from Genesis. Genesis is back up there with our tier four patrons. So welcome back, Genesis. And um, I think we probably noted that last last time, but uh, it's at the top of my list and it was in my little notification thing. So welcome back, Genesis. Um, and also thank you to all of our patrons, all 42 of you right now. Thank you for supporting the show. You guys are are the best. Absolutely the best. And all three of our shepherd tier patrons, Pipe Man, Sovereign and Stagger and Stumble. Thank you for supporting the show. And 
You know what? We didn't note it this last time, but we do have another competition for a guest appearance on the patron episode at the end of the month, which is coming up in two weeks on the 28th. And so you have you have this week and actually, you know, you got you got you got next week too. you got two weeks to get this in as long as it's in before roughly before the, uh, you know, the week of the final episode of the month. Time enough to pick a winner. We'll say by the middle of the week before. So let's say the 25th. We'll just call it now. By Thursday the 25th, you've got to get your entries in. And what do you need to do in order to get a guest appearance on the patron episode this month? Well, well, shepherds, there's a reason why I called you all shepherds this episode. And here's what you need to do. I want you to record yourself because last one last last time on the episode we had mark Meir saying this is uh commander shepherd and this is my favorite lore cast on the citadel right that was the quote and i think i must not have saved the setting right on the thing because he didn't pop up at the beginning of this episode did he did he no he wasn't there i must not have saved it right i have to i have to reset it um i'm gonna put that in on post-production so it'll pop back up but uh this is what you guys are gonna do you're going to do your best Commander Shepard impression and you can do your best male Shep or female Shep and record yourself into, you can record yourself into your cell phone, into your computer, whatever you can record yourself into, record yourself into a little MP3 file and drop it right in to the Discord, right into that Mass Effect Lorecast Discord channel. And all you have to say is, this is Commander Shepard and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel and do your best impression. That's it. And we're going to pick our winner. Male Shep or female Shep, one or the other. Best one you can do. How's that sound? Does that sound good, Sam? And it's just your best. Sorry, take. I was eating taquitos. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, two girls, one ship, one ship in chat says, how many entries can we do? Just give it your best try. You can record as many times as you want. And then just listen to all the recordings and then pick the best one and then put that in there. Well, I don't want like 10 entries and we just have to go through all of them. Pick the best, the very best one that you think is the most similar to the actual voice actor. So go for male Shep or female Shep, whatever one your voice sounds the most like, and then put it in there. And we're going to pick, well, actually our shadow broker will pick the the winner. Uh, it's not me. It's not me and Sam. So, um, and then, and then we'll go. So if you can do a good impersonation of a Commander Shepard, then you might have a chance to win. So that's what we're doing this month. And thank you again to our Shatter Broker who helps set this up. And also to all of our patrons. You guys are the best. And we'll be back uh, after this quick little sound effect. Here we go. Spit it out. Or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. Uh, we had a few other things on, on listed here, didn't we? Just, just a couple. <laughs> I was so excited. I just wanted to hit the button. <laughs> All right. So update on patrons merch. Where are the stickers and shirts getting sent out? When are they getting sent out? Well, they should be getting sent out soon. I know that, um, the first set of merch that I had set up were for the fallout and elder scrolls lore casts and then this show came up after that and that was a few weeks later so we should i should get a notification that 
that stuff should be coming up in the next few weeks, I believe. So um, you guys, if you are on the Patreon and you were on the Patreon at the time that we set up the merch, then you will get a notification and an email from Patreon when the stickers and the shirts are sent for printing. So you will get a notification for that. That should be fairly soon. And then you will get a notification for when those get shipped out to you. So it should be very, very soon. I'm hoping in the next few weeks. Um, so make sure, and this is again, a reminder, make sure log into Patreon, double check that you have put in your shipping information. Cause if your shipping information is not in there, then you are not going to get anything shipped to you because they won't know where to send it. So if you want to make sure that you're getting the thing you're paying for, which is one of the things that you're getting from your support of the show, we made these shirts for you. We want you to have them. So make sure that you have an address associated with your Patreon account. So just go into your Patreon settings and just double check that. Cool. Cool. Also, yeah, you can talk about this one, Sam, if you want. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited to to talk about this. So I mentioned it in the Discord, but for those of us who aren't in the Discord, uh, you know, as a token of our appreciation from last week's episode with Mark Muir being on the show, we also sent him one of the patron shirts of his choosing. So he chose the the uh, blue, the water blue Paragon shirt, which is in if I can remember correctly, that's the first one that that our patrons tier four or higher are going to get. Yes, yes. The Paragon shirt. So, mm -hmm. so to our patrons, just so you know, the only other people who will have the water blue Paragon shirt are your fellow Lorecast patrons and Commander Shepard. That's right. The only other people on planet Earth uh, that are going to have that. So, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, and, and speaking of shirts, I also want to send out a special thank you to our patron, our tier five patron, uh, Shepard level patron, Pipe Man for the custom in seven legend shirt that i'm wearing tonight uh here i'll back up a little bit so that those live can see uh so pipe man had this shirt designed specifically for me um that was very very kind of him and he also sent me this which is pretty amazing i don't know if you can That's, see it because of gotta, my background yeah, going it, through right in front of your face it might it might work better and then like lean toward the camera <laughs> It is uh, it is a space cow. Oh, you're, you're space cow crossing. Uh, no, it disappears. Oh well. Oh, there it goes. Now we can oh, see there it. we go. Yep. Space cow crossing sign. Uh, <laughs> and I'm fully intending on hanging this up, but I want it visible. So I'm thinking where the best place is going to be. Um, Shifty space cow needs to be seen. So thank you so much to our patron pipe man for the wonderful shirt uh, and the space cow sign. Uh, I will definitely be sporting that one, at least for my next stream. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I'm a little jelly. I'm a little jelly pipe man. We should we should get a sign for you. Maybe that's like Danny DeVolis. I would that's... love it. I would love a vol a Volus T-shirt. <laughs> It's like a Volus crossing sign. I don't know. Just a shirt with a, just a Volus on it. It'd be awesome. Give me a, Vol a Volus playing like a saxophone. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sexy Volus saxophone. Yeah. Sexy Volus saxophone tune, tunes. Yeah. That's what I want. So yes. awesome. Awesome. That'd stuff. be amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get back to the lore. Uh, we've got we've got a bunch more stuff to get to, and um, so why don't we just hit it off? So okay. So we've got Vito who betrays Zaid right at the height of the Blue Sun's power and influence. Right, they were kind of at the height of their power. But then what happens, right? So, I mean, we, you kind of called them a band. Does the band break up? No more warped tour. <laughs> Something like that. You know, uh, they are a mercenary band, and there's my play on words for tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. there's there's probably no more late night post show runs to Waffle House with the boys. Uh, that's not where the story ends, though. Um, now, Zaid survives, of course. He survives this whole ordeal, getting shot right in the face. So props to Zaid right there. Uh, but after he gets shot in the face, he falls into somewhat of a downward spiral of alcoholism and self-pity. He uh, leaves the entire album? mercenary game for a while. Sorry, that was a Nine Inch Nails album. He, he, he joins Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> yeah, he he goes he goes ahead and forms his own band. He he goes and makes his own party with blackjack and, and hookers. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fact, you know, I think Bender would probably be part of the Blue Suns if Bender were in this universe. But mm. I digress. Uh, meanwhile, Vito thinks that Zaid is dead because who wouldn't? Right? You just shot a guy in the face. You, yeah, pretty sure he's dead. Yeah, that's generally what happens. (laughs) Yeah, like, he got shot right in the eye, went out the back of his skull. I don't think this guy's going to make it. You'd think he's dead. But, wait, writing magic. So, he's not dead, but he is blind in one eye, I believe. Uh, So, but at least that in the meantime, at least the bullet did something. Yeah, it did something. <laughs> yes, uh, Cloudy Atlas in chat here says rage is a hell of an anesthetic. That's a quote so. from uh that's a quote directly from Zaid. It's one of the better better ones of the um of the entire series in my opinion. But meanwhile, meanwhile. Vito takes full control of the Blue Suns and and hires whatever Batarians he pleases. He goes fully, you know, headfirst into the Batarian slave trade. Uh mm-hmm. because why the hell not, right? Vito or Zaid is no longer in the picture, so might as well jump in. Well, soon after, he crowns one Batarian named Solim Dalsara as the new figurehead of the organization so that Vito can run the show from the shadows. Now, this is an effectively empty move because it's only meant to placate their Batarian investors. Mm. And it's also meant to draw fire away from from Vito himself and, and would-be assassins. And my thought is... Maybe Vito was afraid of who might come after him on behalf of Zaid. Because clearly Zaid was well liked, at least he had to be at least well liked enough among who he was commanding. So there would be some disgruntled people after finding out that their boss just got offed by their other boss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, but it works. The move placing Dalsara in charge works because it improves their pub- public relations for the Blue Suns and it ensures Vito's own safety. Mm-hmm. The partnership between Vito and Dalsara continues until, of course, Zaid's loyalty mission is carried out with Shepard. 
throughout the next 25 years between then and and then and, and that time however the blue suns grow and grow and grow and they grow into this fearsome combat presence on dozens of planets in citadel space the skillion verge and the terminus systems Vito recognizes that a good logistical team is key to fielding an army, so he diversifies the Suns. He diversifies its portfolio. He sells arms, starts training recruits, and gathering supplies just as often as Zaid liked knocking heads. And boots. According to the Codex, even when the Suns take heavy casualties from one mission, Vito's entrepreneurial expertise ensures that there are new recruits to replace the old. Uh, it's just good devilish way. Yeah, yeah just, devilish I mean, way to refer to, to a lot of deaths. But yeah, it's just always oh, just good business. It's just good business sense. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 like thinking of of uh what is his name Delvin Mallory in Skyrim <laughs> part of the thieves guild anyway yeah but you know what there are some similarities between him and Zaid um but again I digress according to the codex Dalsara the Batarian front guy is eventually captured by the alliance navy but he beats like 24 charges leveled against him and he's ultimately only convicted on one single count of conspiracy. This, you know, this should really ring true for those of us who like to study crime, for those of us who like to study the mafia, Al Capone, that kind of thing. This story sounds familiar because, you know, imagine that the fake leader slash setup fall guy of the organized crime syndicate gets off scot-free relatively because the actions and orders can't really be proven to be his. They can't be traced back to him mm -hmm. because he's he's the fake leader. He's not really the leader. But he didn't actually do it. So guess what? They can't prove he did it because he didn't do it. Right, right. <laughs> um, typical, typical tactic. Um, and the Codex tells us that Dalsara, while he was in prison, learned from a brilliant con artist named Bernard Legit's Ledger. Uh, interestingly enough, there's no page in the Codex. There's no wiki page. There's really hardly any information at all about Bernard Ledger. Interesting they would name him, however. So I think something may be in store regarding him in the future of Mass Effect. That's just an early call for me. You know what I mean? Huh. Like we can maybe revisit that claim in a few years, but interesting. Or or he was like a quick side reference in like a book or a comic. Definitely part of one of the comics. However, in my experience with video games and fiction i feel like writers rarely go to the length to name a character unless they're going to have some extended significance yeah 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 um huh. so anyway while while dal Saraz in prison he serves five years and upon his release he immediately files for the blue suns to become a legal security agency so now they're hiding their crimes in plain sight oi we're legal now they can't do anything about it because we're right in front of the faces I'd like to see the coppers just come and try. Well, just yeah. come right up to the door, knock on the door, let them right in, just take a look around, copper. Ain't nothing wrong going on here. 
the blue suns are basically mass effect peaky blinders um yeah, well maybe that's if zaid you know had his way the whole time but he didn't because Vito did and, and about Vito diversifying the force the blue suns sport a mix of batarians turians humans and krogans on their payroll each deployment of their mercenaries is backed also by a logistics team that sells everything from heavy weapons to shaving cream. Because everybody needs a smooth chin. That's what I always said. Can't carry out a mission looking scruffy. You can't. Yeah, ca- I know. You can't carry out a mission knocking boots and knocking knocking heads with a scruffy chin. That's what Mama always said. That's what my mom said. She said. She said Vito. Make sure you got a smooth chin, or the ladies aren't going to kiss you. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what my mom said. My mom. What is that? Is that like a Cockney accent? I don't, I don't know where I grew up. I, I, only, I only didn't. I didn't leave the end of me, me road until I was nineteen. Maybe the sewer. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Vito acts like he grew up in the sewer anyway, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the codex says, um, yeah, two girls, one ship in, in, in chat here says, are, are we sure that it wasn't robots who was smoking earlier? We're not sure. That's unconfirmed. Um, but the codex says that, you know, despite their claims of, of selling innocuous things like shaving cream and <laughs> despite despite claims that the blue suns sells its captives as slaves no blue suns employee has ever been convicted on such charges now i'm gonna say just from a legal point of view this sounds like a statement that would be put out by a media agency because if they didn't say this they would be sued for libel <laughs> Uh Uh you know like you can't Uh just go around swinging these wild accusations at people especially if they were not convicted of such things um and yeah that's that may be true they were never convicted of selling captives as slaves however the player knows better the and not just the player but the consumers of the supplemental media as we'll get to a little bit later so my overall reaction to that codex entry is right okay (laughs) so you know i don't believe it I don't think anyone else believes it. The whole reason Vito offed Zaid was because of a falling out in regards to the Batarian slave trade. So you're telling me that they brought on Batarian slavers and now they're not selling the slaves? What are they doing? Just amassing all right. a warehouse of slaves? They're like, that's awful. Employing all the slaves? They're 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 freeing them. They're, they're, just, they're putting them back to right. work. I don't know. Yeah. How would they spin that? They're employing them. They're, they're employing them in a right. private security company. Right. They just they're 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 freeing them and hiring them and then giving them livelihoods. Right. Paying and them we already know. Wages. We we do all already know that slavery is kind of it still exists in, outside of the Batarians in Mass Effect the Mass Effect universe. Of course, the Batarians are kind of shunned by Citadel space, so the Batarian slave trade is illegal. However, indentured servitude is very much illegal among the Asari mm. in Citadel space mm. and in Ilium. Right. They have indentured so as long servitude as they pay contracts. Pay them a little bit; they're not slaves. 
Right. <laughs> right. Which means <laughs> not enough to get get their freedom, but just a little bit. They, they, they're commission based. <laughs> That's it. That's it. They just have to pay them a little bit. You can't leave. Yeah. You don't actually you don't actually get to choose how to, how to do anything. But here's a little bit of money. Well, they can leave, but leaving would forfeit their employment. And uh-huh. this the terms of the contract stipulate that if you forfeit your employment, you get a bullet to the head like Saeed. Right. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Right. So they that, can't that's, actually that's leave. Their contract. I mean, they could choose to leave, but if they do, they die. So they yeah. can't leave. Maybe you choose to leave. Maybe we see what happens. I don't We're know. We're just going to go back and forth between these two accents. <laughs> the Brooklyn one <laughs> and the Cockney one. <laughs> they're Cockney until all of a sudden, hey, we got to make a deal. And then all of a sudden they're like Brooklyn, Brooklyn Mafia Italian. And then and then they go, yeah, like it just depends on the conversation they're having. They just go back and forth. Hey, Vito. Yeah. Hey, hey, I, I see you uh, turned down a deal and you decided to leave. Looks like we got to make another deal with your brain in this bullet in this gun. <laughs> you decide to leave on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough accents. Um, m- most of the Blue Suns members, regardless of if they're from Brooklyn or from <laughs> or they're English, they all have the company logo tattooed on them, which to me, by the way, the company logo looks like a fried egg. Um, because it does. It looks like like blue eggs and ham or something. I don't know. It's what my, um, my mom always cooked us for breakfast with fried eggs, so I figured we'd just go with that because you got to love my mom. She's the best. Oh, nothing beats some good bangers and mash. <laughs> Loved to hear Zayed say that. Um, but on, on the high-risk assignments, they actually take these tattoos off. Uh, and it's not like they have, like, you know, portable laser surgery on the go so it's like you know less painful for them no instead these mercenaries use a heavy acid wash to get the tattoos off their skin before high-risk assignments so that if they're caught people don't know who they are and the tattoo here's the kicker the tattoo is promptly reapplied at the end of that mission so wait okay so in so instead you could just find the guys with the heavy dermal scarring where they normally would have the tattoos from the multiple <laughs> acid washes that they've been applying right right hey tony over here is uh, like our uh, oldest veteran how many emissions you've been on tony 82 there's no more skin tony show me on he, he, now he's got two tattoos applied directly to his muscles on his arm look at that he doesn't even have his skin left <laughs> he doesn't have any skin left. They call him No Skin Tony. No Skin Tony. Now, you can look. Now the only skin left the tattoo make your, is on make his your muscles move up. Look, look at that. Look at that. You can see his muscle moving right there. Oh, look at that. He stretches a tattoo every time he lifts a lifts a box. Look. Oh, look at that, Tony. That's so gross. Tony is so he's gross. lost. <laughs> he's lost like all of his toes because they've tried tattooing his toes and then acid washing his toes oh so many God. times. They, they call him to no keep, toe Tony. <laughs> no toe Tony. They just have to keep moving the tattoo to different parts of his body because he keeps on losing skin from all the acid washes. He's just like a muscle <laughs> skeleton guy running, running around now. He's, like he's terrifying. His presence on the battlefield is zombie enough Tony. to uh, threaten the enemy into submission. Um, zombie Tony. Yeah, so, just, so I can't. I can't believe that they then reapply the tattoos 
right after the mission so like on the fresh acid burn that someone has uh-huh. <laughs> they're reapplying the tattoo like all right well you know we couldn't wait a week <laughs> no these people are just so into it they're like give me that tattoo back right now that was awesome that was a mission was awesome let's celebrate with another tattoo <laughs> bigger this time <laughs> Right. Yeah, I think we're led to believe that, right? Like they're so gung-ho and psycho that this is what they mm-hmm. do. Kind of reminds me of Maelstrom or something from Cyberpunk. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But without the cybernetics, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very much, you know, the Blue Suns are very much around and still kicking, uh, even after Zaid is gone. And Vito Santiago is very much still pulling the strings. Uh, but as of 2185 only a handful of trust and mercs even really know who Vito is let alone his old rider dies Aid. they don't most people don't even know yeah that makes sense he's keeping himself safe okay so we know how the blue sun started at this point and what the structure was like and why they're important to the series so we got all that covered right but what about how they rose to prominence yeah um well you know most players may view the blue suns as nothing more than a typical gang or group of conveniently organized bad guys who happen to all wear blue <laughs> they actually do off. appear yeah got it exactly the, the friday gang they, they <laughs> friday tony uh they actually do appear in meaningful ways to the lore time and time again they're prime time significance though in in the mass effect universe actually goes back all the way to five years after their founding in 2165 they're hired by this flamboyant (laughs) sorry this next few like words don't really even make sense in the mass effect universe but they're canon and it exists i like it they're hired by this flamboyant batarian aristocrat Uh named idan hada this guy needs a voice and he became super wealthy <laughs> by investing in survey teams and archaeologists searching for profitable protein technology. He's so sneaky. That's, I like this. That's yes. That's a Da's voice. Mm-hmm. And, and he says his last name he, when he says his name. He's, he says, "I am Idan Da." Duh. Duh. It's like it's like just coming out of his face. Yes, I like it. I like um, it. And Duh. ta-da! Um, Ada orders the Blue Suns to carry out a raid on a Systems Alliance facility at Sidon, which was actually being used to research artificial intelligence from, unbeknownst to them at the time, Reaper technology. All of a sudden, everything becomes like infinitely more complicated and the Blue Suns function, you know, while they also function as, as Hadad's personal bodyguards during some of his more unscrupulous activities, they also <laughs> take the job for Hadad. They had been for when they do, the Blue Suns are forced to pull out of an arms deal. This is really suspicious behavior to one rogue specter named Saren Arterius. Hey. So, yeah, now we're getting some crossroads here, right? Mm -hmm. 2165, 18 years before the events of Mass Effect 1. And a young David Anderson is tasked from the Alliance and Humanity's uh, ambassador to begin an independent investigation into what happened at the research facility at Sidon. 
And eventually, Anderson fights the Blue Suns face to face because the investigation takes him all across the galaxy. And, and he eventually saves this researcher who is working with them named Kaylee Sanders because she was kidnapped by the Blue Suns. Now, I don't want to spoil too much about this plot line right here, because this is the premise of Mass Effect Revelation, the first of a trilogy of books written by Drew Karpishan, who uh, players might remember was one of the lead writers and lore fathers of the Mass Effect universe. Revelation takes place right before Mass Effect 1, and it leads readers right up to the very beginning of the first game. I mean, seriously, like the epilogue, it's like you finish the epilogue and it's boom, the beginning of Mass Effect 1. Yeah, so they've been like, this is very significant. They've they've really thoroughly been written into the lore. Um, And even from the very beginning? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'd say so, especially considering that when accounting for all the supplemental media and the games, Mass Effect Revelation was the first piece to officially release to the public. It released very shortly before the first game. It was meant to be a companion thing, I think. And their impact, the Blue Sun's impact on the greater plot of Mass Effect still continues. Around 2183, Arya catches the Blue Suns selling humans to the collectors on Omega. 2183 is the same year that Mass Effect 1 happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Arya basically catches them in the act, she ends up having the Blue Suns and the collectors killed. She, he, she orders her agents to open fire. And after the battle, uh, Arya is given a data pad with all of the information her agents could you know, parse. And basically about the blue suns deal with the collectors what they find is a list of human population totals for horizon omega freedom's progress the citadel eden prime terra nova and earth so these are all the locations that the collectors either did hit or were also planning to hit to abduct human colonies in mass effect 2. but this happens this is all unknown to Shepard at the time because this happens before Mass Effect 2. This isn't unknown to Shepard because they're dead. This is unknown to Shepard because this happens one week before the attack on the Normandy. And that's the premise of Mass Effect Incursion, a graphic novel. Uh, I highly encourage everyone to go check it out. Right. And so we, I think we talked about this during the Cerberus episode, right? The, um, the Blue Suns were also intimately involved with picking up Shepard's corpse after the Normandy was destroyed. Yeah, that's right. So although I don't know if you could call it a corpse after what Shepard went through, I think probably more like pieces. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> corpse, corpse pieces, corpse, Cor- corpse remnants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shrapnel. <laughs> shrapnel (laughs) flotsam and jetsam Uh, yeah like we said before the shadow broker hires the blue suns to obtain shepherd's remains after he gets spaced and then re-enters alcara's atmosphere um the blue suns they find shepherd's remains and they put it in a stasis pod for transport back to omega and then ultimately to the shadow broker And, and they do succeed in getting shepherd's body back to the shadow broker's representative who by the way is i learned today was a super huge beefy solarian named Tazik. What's his voice? In fact, like like, he is a beefy boy Mm -hmm. for a solarian that even Krogan comment on the size of the solarian. Like he is one absolute unit. 
Um, but these, the blue sons are killed. Ultimately, uh, the blue sons involved in that anyway, are killed by Liara and Farron in an ambush in an old mining shaft. Um, and as we know, you know, before Liara and Farron succeed in co-opting Shepard's body, getting it out of the clutches of the shadow broker. So that means that the blue sons do not succeed there. Um, thank God for Liara, because if Liara and Farron had not, uh, killed the blue sons and stepped in, then Shepard would probably be, you know, collector meat. Um, and that, 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 that would be the end of the series. Um, but it's amazing how writing works. And so, <laughs> so here they are. It works out. <laughs> Here they are, the Blue Suns, you know, popping up again as intermediary bad guys, severely affecting the plot line of the Mass Effect trilogy. And, and yet they're not done here. Yeah, they're not done. Uh, of course, they, they absolutely get dunked on by Garrus while he's parading around Omega as uh, the sniper version of Batman. <laughs> and <laughs> With no, they, pro- no they, qualms about killing. <laughs> No qualms about killing. In fact, he's not, you know, like he has fewer rules than Batman. He's just like, ah, I'm just going to snipe him. <laughs> Man, Batman's job would be way easier if he just took up sniping. I'm going to make you break your one rule. Um, <laughs> they they don't take too kindly I'm, I'm to that. I'm Sniper Batman now. <laughs> I'm Garrus. I'm Sniper Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sniper Batman strikes again. They don't take too kindly to that. But most players, of course, know that this is... And they, they, they only know this after having played Mass Effect 2. But what may have slipped through the cracks and, and really not caught some players' attention is that it's actually because of the Blue Suns that Sedonis betrays Garrus leading his entire squad to get wiped out and forever change Garrus's psyche. Like the blue Suns have a direct hand in this. Mm-hmm. Garrus really, I think always blames himself for his squad getting wiped out. But the fact of the matter is that the blue Suns were able to co-opt his squad mate Sedonis into betraying the rest of the group. And so here we have another instance of the Blue Suns just kind of meddling in just enough of a way to really affect the trajectory of the Mass Effect plotline. They also run Purgatory, the maximum security prison in the middle of space that Shepard picks up Jack from. You know, uh, and it's also where the Blue Suns try to pull the old switcheroo on Shep. you know, they try to basically say, oh, well, now that we have you here, guess what, buddy? You're fucked. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're in prison now. And um, unsurprisingly, it doesn't go well for them. Uh, now, when I was researching the Blue Suns and their propensity for slave trades, it all suddenly made sense why they would own and operate a private prison, right? Slaves, they have a s- prisoners. I don't know. They don't seem too private similar. security company huh. now heavily involved in the slave trade owns a private prison huh. mm. and they have a founder with a thick English accent. Boy, I think they might just be the East India company. <laughs> 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 They're the mass effect, a East India company. Um, and weirdly enough, you know, in, in Mass Effect 3, sequentially, the last appearance of any mention of the Blue Suns, Shepard can gain their allegiance in the fight against the Reapers. 
personally, I, I thought this was pretty weird, right? Considering that the Blue Suns had already worked directly with the collectors and the Shadow Broker on behalf of the collectors. So on two separate instances, trying to sell people, one being a group of humans, the other being Shepard's body, um, to the collectors. And I also thought that this was weird because at the end of Zaid's loyalty mission, we know that Zaid wants to exact revenge on Vito Santiago for shooting him in the face. Mm -hmm. um, and you can let him do it. And then Vito's dead. And then that's that. <laughs> and then, you know, Vito's not there. Vito's definitely not in charge of the Blue Suns after that. Unless um, he doesn't die from being shot in the face. <laughs> unless he also <laughs> just becomes blinded in one eye. Right. In which case, we have the manifestation of an eye for an eye playing out. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Literally. And everybody just needs um, to get better guns at this point. Right. Yeah. I think that these, these thermal clips have something to do with it. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, but basically I, I find this to be really weird because gaining their allegiance in mass effect three does not depend on Shepard's actions in mass effect two on in Zaid's loyalty mission. You would think maybe that would be a qualifier, right? Like if you allowed Zaid to follow through with the revenge, then it meant that Vito Santiago was no longer in charge of the Blue Suns. Like if Vito Santiago yeah. did not escape on that mission and you did not lose Zaid's loyalty, mm -hmm. then that would mean that the Blue Suns were perhaps more open to coordinating with Shepard, who they knew was kind of on Zaid's side. But right. that's not the way that it happens. Like even if Zaid, even if you don't do Zaid's loyalty mission, eventually in Mass Effect Three, Darner Vosk is leading the Blue Suns, and so that's who Shepard goes through to make a deal. Right. Yeah. I wonder if this is just one of those things that got overlooked with the number of things they were trying to knock out by the time that game got released. Like I think it would have to be. Yeah. Like this is this is another one of those minor points that could have been fleshed out more for people who was keeping track of this stuff. And it would have been interesting to play out and do this stuff. But in the whole scope of the series, this is this is kind of a sub point that would have been interesting, but was not crucial to getting the game released. And and we know there were a lot of things that they definitely wanted to do that they just didn't have time to do. I don't think this oh, was yeah. at the top of the list. So I'm sure there were there was a lot that, you know, didn't pass the cutting room floor. Um, yeah. And yeah. this was probably one of those things. Uh, who knows? You know, there might have been a whole other side story on how Darner Vosk, you know, betrayed Vito Santiago. Yeah. And maybe that just didn't make the the the, the, the cuts. So yeah. who knows? But we didn't see that in the release of Mass Effect 3 or any of the DLC, at least to my knowledge. And it wasn't in any of the supplemental um, media as well. Right, right. So, man, this has been this has been really cool. Um, I also didn't realize how everything was connected until you kind of laid it out here. So that's that's really neat. So um, one final question. Where does the name come from? So there are a few possibilities. Uh, one, they might be named after Blue Sun, a corporation in a TV show called Firefly. Yeah. That I'm not sure. Have you watched Firefly? Yeah, at yeah, all? yeah, yeah. That's a Joss Whedon. I mean, yeah, we, we know how much of a douchebag Joss Whedon is now, but classic, you know, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, and then Firefly was the series that was on Fox and was canned after like 11 episodes. And then they he redid it as Serenity, the movie, um, which basically was the concept of the whole first season kind of summed up in a, in a film. Um, it was good stuff. Awesome characters. Cool story. Uh, 
that makes sense i can see them yeah paying tribute to that so that's that's one of the possibilities but the writers could have also drawn inspiration from black sun another criminal organization but this one in the star wars franchise okay so i think that one's also a a real possibility Mm -hmm. okay do you have any others there's one last one okay and you're gonna love this so you've noticed that we haven't come up with a band name in a few episodes well yeah it's been a while guess what the universe has done our work for us (laughs) i when i was when i was researching this i found out that there's a band Uh there's an actual band named the blue sunshine family band Oh, boy. Uh, you, you know, and it's exactly the kind of music that you'd expect from a hard knocks mercenary troupe. Oh, man. It, you know, it looks like they have only released one album, which I've only seen on YouTube. Just FYI to everyone. Um, but it's a 100% a rock and roll jam band. Like definitely something I oh can see Zaid rocking out to on his way to a mission. I just OK, I just look at the image on on stream. Also, if you're on the video version, uh, this is what comes up when you choose to play this. I, I can't play the music for you because uh, I'll get uh, DMCA'd on Twitch. The new, the Blue Sunshine Family Band new album 2016. Yeah. Are we allowed to put out a link in chat to that? Yeah. Here. Here's a link in chat. You guys can come check this out. Uh, I wonder when the band was originally from. Yeah, I've only na- I've only <laughs> noticed the one album from them. The channel, uh, the channel this is on is the Bong Druid of Mammoth Weed Mountain. <laughs> what? Oh my god! That's amazing. Blue Sunshine Family Band Bandcamp. Buy the album here. Oh, there's there we go. Uh, is it, they have a website like the Blue Sunshine Family Band? Let's see how long have they been around? Live. Uh, there's only two albums on Bandcamp. Contact the Blue F- Sunshine Family Band. Maybe we should reach out to them. <laughs> do you guys happen to be Mass Effect fans? Hey, do you guys like video games? Hey, do you guys like video games? We do a podcast. Do you guys listen then to boy, do, do we listen? have a deal for you? Do you listen to podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to this. All right. Well, that's, this is amazing. Um, yeah. We're always uncovering the best things. So. <laughs> oh, there's also there's also an artist on Spotify named the Blue Sun, singular, singular, mm. just one Blue Sun, just one Blue Sun, and that music is much more new agey, spacey kind of like meditation music that I could actually see Samara vibing with. Mm, mm. Uh, so for anyone that's interested in seeing the Blue Sun, maybe go check that artist out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's but, cool. but in terms of what. Zaid and Vito would listen to definitely the Blue Sunshine Family Band. <laughs> I don't know, man. If they're if they're doing the um the Cockney accents, I think they're probably fans of like like eighties punk groups. Oi or the Oi. Doors. Oi, Oi, yeah, <laughs> the Ramones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like like uh, UK bands like um like, oh uh, yeah. Uh, oh. Who was the band that made West End Girls? Oh, West End. Like <laughs> that's that's not a punk band, but um. The West End yeah. goes, do, do, do. Um, I can't yeah. remember the name of the band. Um, well, the, was it the, the Clash? Cl- uh, no, no it the, clash the Clash was like, 
rock the Casper. Sharif don't like it. Do 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 do. Rock the Casper. Rock the Casper. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's the clash. Um, yeah, come back for future uh, Tom Sings episodes. Uh, <laughs> we'll have a karaoke episode. <laughs> karaoke. Well, man, this has been a fun episode. Very cool stuff about the Blue Suns. Where are we going next week? What are we doing? So, yeah, we're going to charge on forward, you know, with our episodes on the factions uh, with a show dedicated to the Eclipse. Cool. Who also sound like a band. That also sounds like a band. Yeah, we're going to add them to our band's T-shirt. By the way, there is a band T-shirt on the Robots Radio store with some of the band names on it and it does look like a hodgepodge of all the different logos from bands at a festival it's it looks like that on purpose um so there's darwin's finches yeah there's the wealthy pigeons Mm -hmm. there's the vorcha and the yog yeah i don't think anyone's bought it yet let me go robots radio i'm gonna buy it slash i mean i'm gonna buy it store (laughs) yeah i should go buy it too it looks cool here let me see if i can pull it up uh, it's a joke that like literally no one in real life like when i'm walking around outside no one's gonna get that joke and if i do like run into someone where they understand the joke they're probably gonna be like oh my god it's him yeah yeah <laughs> wait a minute your voice sounds familiar hey who are you and then i'll just don a fake cockney accent <laughs> oh don't mind like, me oh, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh it's definitely him is the link not working? Okay, here it goes. Here it goes. Let yep. me see. Let me pull it up. Uh, featured products. Here's the store. Here's the shirts. There it is. Right there. No, I, th- I Milk- think Milky I... Way Music Fest 2186. This is the shirt right here. <laughs> there it is. Yep. Milky Way. Oh, it's it's so low low res on on this. Oh, uh, it's okay. So we but. got we also got Victor Manswell and the Soul System. Yeah. So yeah, Darwin's Finches, uh, the the Vorcha and the Yog, Victor Manswell and the Soul System, uh, mitochondria and osmosis and um, oh the pigeons, the, the wealthy pigeons, the wealthy pigeons. Yeah. 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 That's it right there. Yeah. Yep. And and I I put it down to nineteen ninety nine. I've got it the low price and it, it's like you should price this as like 27 bucks and I'm like no 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 19 1999 so there you go friends so yeah diddle that base in chat asks uh, are you guys going to do a little a bit about the talons not sure how much info is actually out there about them uh, well I will definitely look into it uh, because we would be remiss if we did not mention the Talons. The Talons, of course, are the mercenary group on Omega mentioned in the Omega DLC of Mass Effect 3. Um, so, yeah, I will do my research and we will see if we can include them on their own episode if there's enough. And if not, then I'll include them on an episode with another one of the groups. So, There's a die cut sticker where you can actually see it better. But here's if I was this is what I would get. If I was a lady, I would get one of these like tank tops that look like the kind of thing you would wear to a festival. That looks awesome. I'm going to ask my girlfriend if I can pay her to get that. That would be awesome because it looks like the kind of thing you wear to a festival, you know, where you'd be outside all day in in, in the sun. It's a, bl- yep. a black oh, tank yeah. top. Yeah. Oh, that's black awesome. Black tank top screams, let's slap the bag of Franzia. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Well, you got anything else going on before we head out? this year um 
you know, I'm uh, continuing streaming. Speaking of which, I uh, probably got to get some advice from you because Streamlabs came up with this update and it just totally messed up my audio settings. What? So oh. going to have to workshop that a little bit. But I am streaming more Mass Effect. Uh, I am streaming more other games as well. I've been streaming some Cyberpunk uh, and I've been streaming, uh, I'll probably stream some Forza Horizon as well. Yeah. I think my system's capable of it. Um, yeah, so, totally. uh, yeah, so all that stuff stuff and more if you want to follow me on twitch i am at found at at in seven the legend same on instagram and twitter pretty much everywhere else nice awesome um I'm, i've also been streaming in the mornings so robots radio's youtube channel not here on twitch i moved over to youtube for uh, a number of reasons and we've been having a lot of fun also uh if we hit our viewer goals that that terrible looking uh sexy santa outfit over there hanging up behind me with the big boobs on it yeah that that thing is uh what my viewers made me buy the other week yeah santa titties yes two girls one ship santa titties if we hit we got within sam we got within through three viewers last week of hitting the viewer goal oh man i should have been there three viewers and i'm i, I still don't understand why there hasn't been a concerted effort of, from the viewers to just like round everybody up and just get in the channel at the same time I'll see what I can do people three people and and this is what's gonna happen is we get you get enough people in the channel and then all of a sudden I have to wear that thing for the rest of the stream so yeah playing playing Skyrim anniversary editions out it's a ton of fun man haven't played Skyrim seriously other than just like playing with some mods here there in like seven years but that game still holds up that game is legit I'm gonna be playing that We're, we're doing my extreme role play which has been awesome and stream gets to help me define the character. So right now uh, we're a kleptomaniac. We can't fast travel unless we get drunk. Uh, we're afraid of, chi- we're d- deadly, af- deathly afraid of chickens. We have to run away from chickens. Um, all sorts of <laughs> other things. Uh, and I've been playing with some mods this weekend and I think I might even try to design characters in game that look like other famous streamers and then send them pictures Ninja. of themselves <laughs> from from the stream or actually just make videos and send them links of the videos, um, which would be funny. Be like, hey, I designed you. I designed you in my stream. Here you go. You've been blocked. <laughs> right. Just to see what happens. Uh, so anyway, I'll be back tomorrow morning. Uh, we stream every morning during the week, starting at 9 a.m eastern time so that's like 6 a.m pacific and we usually go till noonish or a little bit later depending on what's going on how much time i have to have to play games before i have to you know go do more responsible things but uh, <laughs> come hang out with me and of course there's all, all the other shows on the robotsradio.net website you can go check all that stuff out or just join us on the discord that's probably the easiest way to do it jump on the robots radio discord the Mass Effect Lorecast channel is always super busy with chat about Mass Effect, and there's lots of other channels on there for all the other different, all the other shows. So if you're interested in getting into any podcast about lore or anything else, there's lots of different shows on the network. So come hang out with us. We'd love for you to be part of the community. And I think that's about it for this week. We'll be back next week. And remember, do your best Commander Shepard impression. Send us your MP3. Put it on the Robots Radio Discord. And you might get a free entry, or you might actually win to join us at the end of the month patron chat episode. So, all right, everybody. I think that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for being here, everyone. Thanks for being here, chat. Stay safe out there in the universe, and don't run into the blue suns. And if you do, just talk to them like this, and they might think you're one of them.
and then they won't shoot you in the face. But if they do, you might survive anyway, so no big deal. See you guys later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at MassEffectLorecast at gmail.com. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.